So, you want me to do the countdown? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Okay. 25, <laughs> 24, <laughs> 23. Give me at, at, at the original seven. <laughs> <laughs> seven. Or at least the five. <laughs> Don't bother me. I'm working. Don't bother me. I'm working. Don't bother me, I'm working. Don't bother me, I'm working. Don't work it. Oh my goodness. Welcome back, ladies and gentlemen. I am the unforgettable one himself, Mr. Brett Carroll. Charles is always daydreaming. And we're two guys that just love BS and at work. And obviously, we love BS Network. We can't even get the, the countdown right right now. But speaking of countdowns, uh, Saturday was the 25th. Yes, 25th anniversary of Pokemon. Uh, came out in February 27th of 1996. Uh, and it's been one of the biggest, ever since its inception, it has become a media mogul it has been such a huge franchise one of the highest selling video game franchises of all time uh pikachu is probably the second most famous mouse of all time not 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 maybe is the second most famous mouse of all time only eclipsed uh being eclipsed by mickey himself shots Uh, fired my mighty mouse shots fired yeah, and listen, this that, and that comes from a big fan of Jerry the Mouse. Uh, shout out to Tom and Jerry that came out this weekend, um, even though it wasn't a good movie. But, you know, shout out to Tom and Jerry. But Pokemon has been such an influential, uh, it's just been a you know, phenomenon. There's, there's no other way you can, you can exp- uh, explain it. It has been such a deep-rooted thing in our culture, both in Japan where it began and here in the West in the U.S. I mean, in the West in 1998, didn't it? Yes, I believe so. Because um, I was only like 25 years ago, I would have been six. Mm-hmm. So, and I just remember being eight. You know what I mean? I remember being, it was fourth grade when it took over. Right. Yeah. So, it, it didn't really hit the West until 1998. Correct. But I mean, it's it's a staple in our culture. Even if you've never seen an episode, if you've never played a game, if you've never done anything, if I were to show you a Pokemon, you would at least guess, like, wait, is that a Pokemon? Well, you know three. I mean? Well, there's three that would get the guess, right? There's people. Every, most people- oh yeah, I'm sorry, and I'm sorry. It's Pokemon, not a Pokemon. Let me let me not, let me say it correctly before I get stabbed by somebody. It's Pokemon. Um, but yes. It's three. Go ahead. But Pikachu's pretty much the universal, and I'm going off this because my sister is nine years older than me. So, you know, she was a teenager when it hit the U.S. She was graduating high school. She didn't care at all about mm-hmm. Pokemon, but she knows who Pikachu is. Mm-hmm. I would say Pikachu's the obvious one. Everyone knows he's Pokemon, like at the at, at bare bones minimum about the IP, right? Mm-hmm. Then, the, like, depending on age, most people recognize Charmander, Bulbasaur, Squirtle, like the three that were in the Game Boy games. Mm-hmm. And then if you're lucky, they'll recognize Mewtwo. This is my this is what I think as a nerd, right? Like I think the Mew, Mewtwo is like the last one a casual fan be like, oh yeah, that's Pokemon because that was the first movie over here. Right. Past that, some of the Pokemon that are beyond my time paying attention to it is there's going to be people that have no idea those things are Pokemon. Like one of your favorite Pokemon 
uh, Infernape or the other one. Mm-hmm. No one's going to know that's a Pokemon. Like my sister would never, ever guess that's a Pokemon. Like my, my parents won't know a damn thing about that, but they don't, right. but they are aware that Pikachu is Pokemon. You know what I mean? Right. Exactly. And, and again, if you showed them some magical creature, they might be like, what is that? And they might be like, is that a Pokemon? But you know, yeah, that, that's, it's definitely in the zeitgeist, like where you could guess it, if you know right. what I mean? Exactly. But, but some people don't even know what that means. They, they just consider every anime is Pokemon to them. Right, but that's one, and that's that that too. The fact that you know it's a stereotypical. Oh, it's it's Japanese based. Oh, it's Pokemon. Like no, it has nothing to do with South that. Park's Pokemon episode, classic South Park episode too. Right. So, uh, you know, it's it's been an amazing journey, and it seems like the best is yet to come. And and look, as somebody, and I, I'll admit, I'm an avid Pokemon fan. I wouldn't call myself a diehard fan because I don't I don't go as hard for Pokemon as, as other people do. Um, but I play the, the latest games. I sometimes get merchandise, but that's a very little. But there's you know there's some real fans out there that you know eat, breathe, and live this stuff. So I don't I don't even want to disrespect them by putting myself in the same category as them. Although okay, I do real quick though, real quick because it's technically the very first time me and you have ever even talked about Pokemon at yeah. all on the podcast, right? Yeah. And a dope blog thing seems to be top fives or ranks in general. So I gotta ask, who are your top five Pokemon? Who are you carrying around if you're a Pokemon master? So my top five will be Charizard, Infernape, Lucario, Sceptile. And you know what? I, I've been thinking about this a long time. I might have to put one of the newest ones on the team, and that is Cinderace. Cinderace, for a lot of you, probably will have no idea what, what I'm talking about. Uh, Generation 8 just came out two years ago, Sword and Shield. It takes place in the region of Galar, which is based on the UK. And Cinderace is the fire starter in that game. And a lot of people don't really like him. I actually love him. I I thought he was cool when I first saw him. He really grew on me. And to be very honest with you, he might be in my top five right now, which is crazy to think. But uh, I've been, you know, really, 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 you know, enjoying uh, using him a lot lately. And I think he's the most realistic Pokemon in terms of what I would actually want to do. So I have a saying growing up. I said, being a kid is praying to God every night that Pokemon will become real. Being an adult is thanking God every day that Pokemon aren't real because <laughs> these creatures are dangerous, they're scary, and to think that we would live in a world where they could run around and just blow stuff up out of nowhere is ridiculous. But Cinderace is one of those Pokemon that if Pokemon were real, I could, I could legit see myself having one because it's just a big rabbit that can kick fireballs but it's not like he has flames coming out of his body like charizard does or whatever um he's like i said he's just a tall rabbit that if you ask him to kick a fireball or something he can't so cinderace because of that i think i've kind of grown attached to cinderace because that's the most realistic pokemon i could always see myself using if pokemon were to ever somehow become real so that's my top five. Do you have a top five? Because I know you, I know you're into it as much as I am. But I mean, you're still. I, if if I was walking around and I had and I had to carry around five, right? I probably carry around Charmeleon, Gengar. Good choice. Machamp. Good choice. And then I want to get like a flying in there. I would probably pick something like Scyther. 
Okay. And then I want to, I have to have like a water or electric, right? Like I have to carry around one of those. But see, I see, I love, I love your thought process because you're thinking like, like the game, right? You're thinking like, wait a minute, I need to make sure I have one of everything so that I can travel. Well, it's pretty much between Jolteon or Vaporeon because I would have one of those dogs. I'm not going to lie. One of those fox creatures I would have. And, and then Ninetales is the other one that's kind of like just lurking around in my psyche, like for the realistic aspect that you said. Like, that's why I got fighting Pokemon. I'm like, they could be outside and train. You know what I mean? Like, whatever. <laughs> like, Gengar, okay, you're going to be creepy as shit at night. Go outside. Like, don't be all ghosting it up around here. Char <laughs> Charmeleon's just my favorite. Like, everyone loves Charizard. I had a Team Rocket Charmeleon, not Char uh, yeah, Charmeleon card. And, it, and the artwork on that was just like my favorite Pokemon card. Even though it was like a weak Pokemon card, it was just one of my favorite. Mm -hmm. I know exactly what you're talking about. You know what's funny? Charmeleon is technically my second favorite Pokemon, but I just never, I just never, like Charm, the Charmander line to me is a flawless line. Like if you told me I could have a Charmander, but it couldn't evolve, I'd be okay with that. If you told me I could have a Charmeleon, but it couldn't evolve, I'd be okay with that. And then obviously Charizard is my favorite Pokemon. So the char a whole Charmander line to me is flawless. I love all three of them. Um, so technically, those are probably my th three of my top five favorites. But I don't I don't count it like that. I also I also love how and and like that's again this is the beauty of Pokemon where our lists are totally different because I'm just thinking of you know I don't care about type diversity. I don't care about any about that stuff. I just want cool Pokemon that I'm riding around with, most of them are fire types. You were thinking uh, pragmatically, like, look, if I'm going on an adventure, these are some of the Pokemon that are my favorites that I'm probably going to need to use to survive different things. I need a flyer. I need, you know, a water type that can move around in the water with, all this other stuff. <clears throat> and also, you're obviously a Gen 1-er. Every, every Pokemon that you said is from the original 151, the Kanto decks, whereas you saw on my list, I literally have Pokemon from all generations, starting with the first generation. And then, like I said, Cinderace is from the latest generation. Um, so it just shows like the beauty of Pokemon and how everybody's different. You want Gengar in your team. As much as I love Gengar, I would not want anything to do with him. I hate ghost types. They freak me out. And again, that's the beauty of it. It's like, yo, as much as I love Pokemon, I'm kind of glad they aren't real. Oh, part of me would, even, if, if it was re like real, right? And I had to be pra uh, practical about it. I would probably have nothing but fighting Pokemon, uh, Pokemon and ghost Pokemon. But like, if I'm walking around, like Primate's one of my favorites. I would like, I, I forgot who I said fourth. And I'm just like, I'll, I'll throw Primate in there. So Charmeleon, Gengar, Machamp, Primate. And then I, I would, I, I, I'm going to go Ninetales. I'm going to switch it up and say nine tails because all the Eevee evolutions, every mm -hmm. single one, you know what I mean? Like, I don't care. They're all cool. Every single one, even the ones that are outside the original 151 are cool evolutions. So like mm -hmm. Eevee is a cheat to me. I could have a whole top five of just Eevee evolutions. Right. Because yeah, really those good. are just awesome. Like those yeah. are, that's one of, some of my favorites too. But yeah. like Primate's one of my favorite from the TV show. Right. And and that's and that's and again that's the beauty of it. There's there's mons that you fall in love with because of the show. There's mons because you fall in love with because of the game. You might have had one on your team. I got a souped up primate in a Pokemon Go because I caught it. It's lucky. Oh, I, nice! And it, and it's ridiculous. 
nice. <laughs> it's a ridiculous Pokemon. I have. Right. It, it's there's different ways to find. There's there's Pokemon that I I didn't even care about, but I would watch YouTubers do these playthroughs, and they had one on their team, and then they became fan favorites. So now I like them. So you know what I mean? Like that. Like that's the beautiful thing about Pokemon. It, there's so many different ways to get involved in it. See, you're and scared of the ghosts. They're psychics. I'm afraid of psychics too. I hate psychic types. I hate them. You saw the movie, right? Uh, Detective yes. Pikachu. Great movie, by the way. I recommend that even if you don't like Pokemon, Detective Pikachu. Uh, Detective Pikachu is a funny movie. It's hilarious. Psyduck is is a weapon. Like that was one of the best parts about that movie is when Pikachu sees a Psyduck. He's like, "What the hell is that doing here?" Right. He's like, "Get that thing away from me!" <laughs> like, like, no. Like, it's my Pokemon. He's like, "Yeah, why? That thing's pretty much a, a, a psychic bomb. You just right. die at any moment." Like, right. Exactly. And and that, and that's the beautiful thing. You know. You know what else is funny about it too? Again, as a Gen Oneer, you're talking about, "Oh, I need a Surfer. I need a Flyer." And now in today's game, you don't need that stuff. HMs have been gone for a long time uh, because those, that was the thing that players hated. Like, I hate the fact that I have to have this move on my team, on my one of my Pokemon just to travel and, and progress through the game when a lot of times those moves aren't that strong. Um, so they've been they've gotten away from HMs for at least the last two generations. Um because they realized how how you know outdated that model was, um, but yeah, I mean, like, and that's the beauty of it. It's come a long way. And last weekend, they announced technically three new games, but really two new games. There's Brilliant Diamond and Shining Pearl, which will be coming out uh, later, probably in November, uh, which are remakes to Gen Four. So where Infernate comes from, uh, Generation Four, the Sinnoh region. Uh, they are basically just remakes of Diamond and po- Diamond and Pearl. Uh, that wasn't a surprise. A lot of people were expecting Gen Four remakes. They've been clamoring for them for a long time. Um, and this year, not only is it the 25th anniversary of Pokemon, it's also the 15th anniversary of Gen Four. So a lot of people believe we were going to get that. But the third game, which came out of nowhere, and this is the game I think most people are really excited about. A brand new type of game. I, I'm hoping that this is a new series of games. It's called Pokemon Legends Arceus. And for people that don't know, Arceus is, is literally the god of Pokemon. In the Pokemon world, he's the one that created the world and everything in it. All humans, all Pokemon, everything. Um, and this game takes place in Sinnoh, but it's supposed to be back, uh, I guess, before the region was really colonized. And we have to catch all these Pokemon and figure out the legend behind Arceus. And what's really cool about it is it's completely open world game. So if you ever play like uh, Zelda Breath of the Wild or anything like that, that's how this game looks. That's how it's going to play. It's the first they, they, they did kind of open world style the last couple games. But this is the first game they're going full open world RPG. Uh, and it's only uh, on the Wii. No, it's on the wow. That's how old you are. It's on the Nintendo Switch. Uh, it's on. It's on the Switch. Yeah, I haven't had a Wii in a long time, Charlie. Good Lord, bro. I haven't had a Nintendo in forever. I've, I've been a PlayStation person since the PS since PS2. Like, no, no, I got you. I got. You. I, I I fell off of Pokemon <laughs> largely because of that Nintendo exclusivity, like. Yep, I, I get why. Good for them, but like it was never the property that was going to get me to 
get that just for that Mario essentially and Smash Brothers. Like those are great games, but if I'm going to have one or two consoles and I pretty much have only had one and it's been a PlayStation, whatever era PlayStation that we've been in since N64, I've jumped off. N64 was the last Nintendo console I literally owned. Yeah, um, it's funny you say that uh, because that, I'm excited for Brilliant Diamond and Shining Pearl because that's when I kind of fell off of Pokemon as well in terms of playing the game. Uh, I had a Game Boy Advance. When they moved to the DS, Nintendo DS, I never got it um because i'm to be honest i'm not that big in video games i don't i you know i played them more as a kid as i got older i don't really play them at all anymore um and so i never got a ds so i missed out on gen 4 um my grandmother gave me her ds because she used to play like those brain games so she gave me that so I went back and played Gen 5, but I never got the Gen 4, you know, Diamond and Pearl original games and Platinum, by the way. So I'm a, I'm a little excited. I'm very excited to play these games because for me, it will be the first time I've played them. Um, it'll be the first time I've gone through the story. It's been, it'll be the first time I've like kind of went through that region in the game. So I'm excited about that. But like I said, that that Legends Arceus game, that's, that's the one I'm really excited about. That's not coming till 2022. They said early 2022, so hopefully, you know, January, February. Um, but that's the game everybody's talking about yeah, right it's now. An open world Pokemon game. That's literally the game that if it came out all those years ago, like 15 years ago, mm-hmm. might have made me switch it up. Even if it was new Pokemon, yeah. I would have been like, but it's open world. Yeah. That that changes a lot of game dynamics. Like I wouldn't be playing too many Wild Wild West games, right? But I've been playing Red Dead Redemption 2. Mm-hmm because it's, yeah. it's one of the most amazing open world games that ever existed. Most people play Grand, uh, GTA, not because they're playing the story anymore, but because of how interactive the open world is. So that could be really good for Nintendo. I can't believe it's taken this long. Me too. I can't believe it's taken until PlayStation 5 that Nintendo hit us with a open world Pokemon game. Well, I think it's more of like Game Freak itself uh, that was holding it up. And, and Pokemon is weird because the, as innovative as they have been over the last couple of years, for a long time, they were kind of stuck in their ways. And they do this weird thing where they'll be very strict on certain things, but then out of nowhere, they'll completely do something you know, random with their gameplay. And if people like it, sometimes they bring it back, sometimes they don't. Um, if people, you know, hate it, sometimes they still keep it in. It's, it's, they're, they're weird. They do this weird thing where there's like a weird song and dance that they do with the fans. Like sometimes they'll tease us with stuff. Sometimes they'll do stuff they know we're going to hate. Sometimes they do stuff we know we're going to love. They're weird. They're really weird in how they've approached their business model. Um, and you know, Pokemon is weird. You know what I mean? It's, it's a hard thing to do. There's almost a thousand of them now. You know, whenever the next generation comes out, we'll probably be over a thousand Pokemon. Um, and the only reason why we weren't, why we aren't already, because Gen 6 and Gen 7 had very few new Pokemon that came out. Um, so it took them some time. You know, Breath of the Wild, when that came out for the Switch, immediately everybody said, oh, why can't Pokemon do this? Like, if Pokemon did this, it would change the game forever. And 
they kind of hinted at it. They, you know, to their credit, ever since they were on the switch, they have flirted with it more and more and more. Um, you know, Sword and Shield, the latest games, they had what they call the wild area, and that part of the game was open world, but it was only parts of the game. Then they had a DLC for Sword and Shield, and those were all open world. Um, but this uh, this like this Legends of Arceus thing, this literally looks like Breath of the Wild Pokemon version. And so I'm very excited about that. Um, it's, a, you know, it's an exciting time. Like, uh, you know, I have a lot of little cousins that are into it. So I get to play with them. Uh, Kenny is into it. So I could play with him. So it's, it's, a, it's a really cool time. I actually went to the Nintendo store on Saturday on Pokemon Day. Just to, you know, just to go. I was a little disappointed because they didn't really have anything for the anniversary, which was weird to me. I understand COVID and everything, but you know, I, I, I thought they would have at least something going on. They didn't. Um, but I get it. It's COVID. It's also you know the the New York store and not the one in Japan. I'm sure the one in Japan had stuff going on. Um, and that actually made me sad too because that used to be the Pokemon Center. That used to be an entire Pokemon store. Now it's Nintendo World and Pokemon kind of has its own small little section. So that kind of broke my heart because I remember going there a lot as a kid and now going there again as an adult. It's like, wow, this is not at all what I remember it to be. So, you know, that was kind of sad. But mm-hmm. other than that, you know, I'm excited. Like I said, I'm excited. The games come out like uh, Diamond and Pearl remakes come out probably November. The Arceus game comes out early 2022 whatever that means they they usually don't drop games that early so i don't know when that would be um but i'm excited about it i'm excited about it uh, the graph the art style of diamond and pearl remakes i'm not that sold on but it's also early in development still so we'll see how that how it uh, progresses before the game comes out but i'm excited i'm excited uh you play pokemon go i play pokemon go you know we are we are pokemon fans here. we're we're not diehards like some of these other people are and good for them but we we still uh, you know get into it sometimes. Yeah, I it's kind of funny because I gave up on it pretty much as as like a nerd, right? Like it, it did not stick with me like that. The last game I played, the last new Pokemon game I played was Yellow. Wow! Like I just I never kept up. I, I'm sure I picked you know my cousin's silver or black up and, and, you know, played it for a couple minutes, but the last one, like I played through was yellow and I played red since then, but the last time it was a new one mm-hmm. it was definitely that long ago. So that's why I don't know whatever generation of Nintendo we're on anymore, because it's been that long since I was checking for Nintendo consoles, let alone games. Mm-hmm. Like it was Pokemon, it was smash brothers, it was Mario. And I don't really, have too much nostalgia for much else that's strictly Nintendo that I can even imagine right now. I'm sure there's something that I'm just forgetting because that's been that long since I played a Nintendo game. Yeah, I mean, and that's by design too. And and like I said, that's one of the things with Pokemon as well, where Nintendo's whole thing is they cater to children. You know what I mean? So if you're an older and you don't really care for that type of thing, it's not for you. And even with Pokemon, again, it's very controversial because there are, you know, a good group of fans that have kept up with it, who grew up with it and would love for the games to be a little bit harder, 
you know, have a little bit more to do with their older generation, but Pokemon has been very, very uh, big on, no, we have to continue to cater to, you know, the younger generation, the younger generation, the younger generation, you know, continue to keep kids interested in Pokemon. And what they do is, if there's any type of thing that they cater to the older generation, it's literally just Gen 1 stuff. Like, hey, oh, look, your favorite Kanto Pokemon are back in the game, or they have new forms, or they do this, or they do that. And so there's a lot of fans are upset because if they're not Gen 1ers, they're like, why do you keep only catering to that generation uh, and not the rest of us? Because some of us are older too. You know what I mean? If, if, if you came up in Gen 3, you're in your 20s. You're in your you know early 20s right now. You know maybe in mid 20s. If you came up in Gen 4, like I said, it's been 10 years since that game came out, or I'm sorry, 15 years since that game came out. So you're in your late teens, early 20s uh, now. So there's a there's a lot of fans that are very upset with Pokemon for that same reason. Like it's like hey, look, we get it, we understand it's a kids game. We understand that that's your uh, fan base, your target audience. Because remember, it's not just about the games. They got to sell merchandise. They got to sell the anime. They got to sell everything. So we get it. It's for the kids. But would it kill you to create like a hard mode or something? You know, something that would keep us engaged as well because we still love your product. We still love Pokemon, but we want to be involved. But the games are way too catered to the younger generation and it doesn't do anything to keep our engagement in it. And we were, and we're begging you to do something to keep our engagement because we want to be engaged. So it's, it's a, it's a complete lack of creativity on, on their part because the, the whole we cater to kids thing. Great. No one's telling you don't do that. Right. But we live in an era where we have Marvel, where we have a DC and you can't tell me both of those have not created children's content our entire lives while also producing content for adults that grew up with it mm-hmm. like and, that, and that's not even a new thing that's been around both mine and yours entire lives like we had a batman cartoon and then we had michael keaton's batman or we had a batman cartoon and we had christopher nolan's batman or we had a batman cartoon and then we have adult batman cartoons on hbo max now you know what I mean? Like, it, I mean, it's, it's even, insane to me that they haven't been able to figure out a way to do, like, Detective Pikachu showed you could do it live action. Now you're telling me we can't get a more mature scene of a company that's doing shady business with Team Rocket and doing animal cruelty to some of the Pokemon, and that's the story of the movie? But you're telling me children can't understand why team rocket's bad if they're hurting animals in a very realistic for how much realistic you can get in this fantasy world issue that would exist with all these animals yeah and and you know what's also funny about it too it's i we get it but then when you read some of the pokedex entries and when you read some of the lore behind some of these pokemon like, like wow a lot of this is very gruesome vulgar you know what i mean like it's really it's really weird that you guys are basically admitting, like, hey, look, if these Pokemon were, like I said, if these Pokemon were real, we'd be screwed. Because especially a lot of ghost types, like, they're just really creepy. Like, you know, you got Pokemon that are known to snatch up kids and take their souls away and all this other stuff. And it's like, wow, 
So you're very open about how dangerous these creatures are, but yet you're still on this mindset like, no, we need to make this as kid-friendly as possible. Yeah, Mimic Q's actual appearance is unknown. A scholar who saw what was under its rag was overwhelmed by terror and died from shock. Right. Right. That's something I wouldn't want my five-year-old to to know. (laughs) You know what I mean? Like that that's something that, you know, a five-year-old would would uh you know have nightmares about. Um so it's 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 just weird. It's just weird how the the balance the, that's the balance they want to strike. Where it's like, no, we know these these are not. Uh, when that's another thing that's always made me uh, made me laugh about Pokemon. In the Pokemon world, at ten years old, you're considered an adult, and you can roam the, the world with these magical creatures that do these things. <laughs> and, and, oh, it, this is Gengar. Should you feel yourself attacked by a sudden chill? It's evidence of a ga- an approaching Gengar. There is no escaping it. Give up. Yeah, exactly. It's, uh, hold it's, on, I'm not. This is, I don't even know what this guy is. He uh, looks like a sleeping koala bear. It's born asleep. It dies asleep. All of its movements are apparently no more than the results of its tossing and turning in its dreams. Oh, that's Kamala. Yep. Mm-hmm. Re- that's th- that's that's terrible. <laughs> that's that's one of the worst existences I've ever heard. Exactly. But and but, what are you even dreaming about if you've never been awake? Exactly. That's a good question. That's a great question. What are you dreaming about? Maybe being awake. <laughs> but, you have no concept of awake. Well, true. But it, it's it's um I know I remember Q Bone walks around with his mom's skull on its head. That like that's the most insane shit I've ever heard. Right. And then even in the original games, the whole Marowak ghost that Team Rocket killed. You know what I mean? Like it's it's you know, Pokemon has always walked this weird line of it is creepy, it is adult in some of its themes, but no, nah, we're catering to kids and kids only. And I will be fair to them in this regard. We keep talking about the systems itself. Look, the Nintendo systems don't have the, you know, the power that the Xbox and the Playstations of the world have. And Nintendo as a company, all of their games are based on to kids. You know, Mario, Zelda, all that stuff. Those are kids' games. You know what I mean? Zelda, Zelda maybe could be a little bit considered a little bit more mature, but most of the, the, those games are usually like I'll put it to you this way: there's no rated M games on the Switch. Everything, yeah, but, is, but that doesn't mean they couldn't create content that would be not you don't have to be rated m you just you know a little bit more mature than what they're putting out Mm -hmm. and still have everything they're putting out like Ah. like the idea that they have no other avenues to create more games that would make them money i just don't believe it's kind of like saying well star wars is for kids yeah but i got the force unleashed where i played as vader's secret assassin right like that had nothing to do with the Clone Wars that they were putting out. You know what I mean? So like right. the idea that they can only put out what they put out just makes no sense. You've been around forever. It's, it, it, you've And as long as Nintendo's been around, they've kind of shown like that they're scared to grow. They're, they've never really been, how long has it been since they were the leading name in, in the best type of games? Nintendo 64 arguably ha- had better games that were also on like the playstation mm-hmm. but that's well, 
That's but five I, years ago. But I think, but I think that's the problem too. That's their business model because Mario and Pokemon still to this day, I think, are the one and two highest selling highest selling franchises of all time. So for them, it's like, yo, we don't need to grow our market because we always cater to kids. And, and again, Ken, Kenny loves Mario. Well, he didn't even want to get Pokemon stuff at the Nintendo store. He wanted to get Mario stuff. So it's that's their business model. They're like, no, no, no. We're going to cater to kids because we're, you're always going to have kids. And kids are always going to want to play with our stuff. They're always going to want our video games. They're always going to want our toys. They're always going to watch our shows. And so we'll forever be profitable if we cater to kids because kids are going to cry and scream and whine to their parents together and because you grew up on it that is something that you might play with your kid so you'll get back into it just off the strength of now you're bonding with your kid so we're not necessarily trying to cater to you we're trying to cater to your kid and you will also get involved in it because it'll be nostalgic for you to get back into it um which again which is why every time pokemon tries to do something nostalgic is always just gen one it's always just Gen 1 because it's like, oh, hey, Gen 1ers, look, we all know you guys are like 30 now and have kids. Uh, why don't you, you know, look at our newest thing? Oh, and look, is that your favorite Charizard? Look, he has a new form. Come back and, and play it again. And that's and that and that's been their business model. And to be fair, it works. It does work. It, 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 I'm just I just can't believe they can't make more money and create more projects like just license out your stuff. And let a forty-year-old director right. somewhere let other people create decide. something. Exactly. I know I, that I agree with. Let you know, not don't just do it through Game Freak or something. Do it. Let let another company come in and create games, which they've done. But even those have been like mobile apps and stuff like that. But picture a game or a TV show that focuses on like I don't know, like a fighter Pokemon, like a trainer, like and and like. More well, specific, you know what I mean? Like you have this whole world you've created, and you I'll, never really tell right like that. Well, and they've they've done like these little they've done a couple of animations um on YouTube, uh you know, mini anime series that have been really good and they're a little bit more uh, uh, adult themed. Um, they're still not, you know, nothing crazy is going on, it's not like blood or anything, but it you can tell it's you know, catered more towards adults and they've been really good. Um, and a lot of people are like, yeah, like, why can't we get a show like this? Like, they, they did a Sword and Shield miniseries that was really good uh, called Twilight Wings and everybody loved it. And um, and, it, and it came out once a month and everybody loved it. Um, so they've done that. I would, all, I would love, 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 love to create a movie, to create movies that are basically based in the Pokemon world, but aren't necessarily uh, Pokemon movies. So for instance, you're a horror fan, right? I would love to just create a Pokemon horror movie because there's so much you can do with that. Oh yeah, so, dude, like like actually it, it, it's in the Pokemon world, but these people are being terrorized by like Ghastlies and Haunters. Exactly, it's like, it doesn't have to necessarily do with Pokemon. It's just a regular movie that just happens to take place in the world of Pokemon, like uh, like a cop movie, or you know, kind of, well, kind of like what Detective Pikachu was. Like yeah, Detective cop- Pikachu did it did it really well. Now do it a horror movie where they're trying to help somebody, and it's like 
every you could just see everyone scared because they're like, I don't want to deal with a haunter. You right. know what I mean? Like, what well, I'm the same for me. You could do like a whole ghost show about ghost right. Pokemon. It, exactly. I would love I would love for them to do that. Like just movies that are based in the in the world of Pokemon that, that don't necessarily have to do with Pokemon. Like it's not centered around Pokemon. It's just there's a story. Like you said, even like just a cop movie where they go after Team Rocket. You know what I mean? Like that would be a great movie or even a show um, that could be a really adult themed. My, my pitch, my pitch is a guy with a fighting Pokemon going after Team Rocket, like a revenge samurai movie. It, thank you. Perfect. Like, exactly. you know what I mean? Like, you, you don't have to be samurais. And I'm not trying to say that because, you know, Japan and all that. I'm just saying like literally every Kung Fu movie is almost the same. Just talk right. Kung Fu movie story beat by beat have a fighting pokemon have the, the dude with a hitmochan or a hitmolee either one just you know ransacking or both or like, both like like they like they it was three of them there was a machamp a hitmochan and a hitmolee the machamp gets killed by team rocket and now the hitmochan and the hitmolee and the and the trainer are going after team rocket right exactly it's it's i'd watch that right now Exactly. There's so many. <clears throat> excuse me. There's so many possibilities of movies. I had a I had a an idea for a guy who is a Pokemon trainer. He was at, at the top of his game and he lost. And it's like a redemption story of him trying to regain his title or whatever. And again, so basically any boxing movie that was ever created. <laughs> You know what I mean? Every you know any boxing movie that was ever created, it's just with Pokemon battles instead of you know boxing matches. Like there's so much they can do with it, and it, and it is frustrating that they just decide to basically keep doing the same things over and over and over again. Like you said, the, the solution is easy: just let other people have the license to it. Um, and you'll still make money off of it. It's still your IP. You're still gonna get probably half the profits, but let other companies come in and create these things that you want and you can always say they're not canon if you want i don't think anybody will care yeah you know I mean? real no one will care and no. also this is the same issue that uh power rangers had with saban mm -hmm. it's like no one's saying you can't cre keep creating kids content and, and making all this kid friendly y7 content like right. but you can also license this out and create a content for the parents and have a good movie like that right. short that, that that power ranger short that from a couple of years ago it was pretty much a rated r power ranger movie and what it would look like mm -hmm. in a realistic setting get that with pokemon like you said oh there's not you know there's not blood or anything in what animal fight is there not some type of showing from the fight and you're telling me if a charizard flamethrower is something they're not burned right or, or, I'm just saying, like, show me a greedy, a, a more realistic world where there's like a reason why Team Rocket's so damn evil. There's a reason why some people are like, I don't fight Pokemon, man. You know what I mean? Like, that was even in the show. That was hinted at in the show that some people were like, Yeah, I don't battle with my Pokemon. Like, he's just my friend. Right. Exactly. Exactly. That that would be a great movie. Oh, uh, why? Like, why don't you? Yo, you used to be a Pokemon trainer. What happened? And it, you find out that his partner Pokemon died in battle, or killed, or killed somebody else's Pokemon in battle, and that just traumatized them. Like this, there's so many different storylines you can go with it, and it just sucks that they kind of re redo the same thing over and over and over and over and over again. Um, they have a new anime, Pokemon Journeys, which is they're switching that up a little bit. But even that, it's very cheesy still. It's very 
you know, kid friendly. Um, you know, and it's, and it's just sad because, again, there's so much you can do with Pokemon. It's such a great concept, which is why it's so popular and which is why, again, people are yearning for more. And that's the sad thing. It's like, no, no, we we're engaged because we want to get engaged. You don't engage us at all. We want to be engaged because we still see the potential and what this could be. And you guys are just, you know, uh, not doing the right thing. That's why I saw Detective Pikachu. I bought the DVD or I'm sorry, the Blu-ray of it. I wanted that to be successful because I've always wanted a live action Pokemon movie. They did it. It was very successful. I think when it came out it was the highest grossing video game movie of all time. Um, so I'm hoping that they saw the success of that and said, okay, this is a new avenue we can go down. Um, that's the, that's the goal. You know what I mean? That's the goal to get, to get them to just branch out and, and do more things with it because they have an amazing product. And I, as great as it is, I think they're very limiting themselves on what they can be doing otherwise. But with all that being said, I am still very excited and uh, for these new games. I'm excited. It's been a, it has been a great 25 years. I'm very anxious to see what the next 25 years are. Maybe, maybe by the, you know, maybe by the 30th anniversary or 35th anniversary, maybe some of the stuff that we're talking about does start to come to fruition. Because uh, I will give them credit, they've been late to the party, but they but they're trying. Like I said, Detective Pikachu is good. Open world Pokemon games is good. So maybe they are starting to see like, wait, there's so much more we can do with this stuff. Um, and you know, maybe that's the hope we need to uh, get us going in the future. Tell them where they can find you, bud. They can find me at Never for Brett Me. That's N E V A underscore the number four B R E T T underscore M E. And I just sent you something that's a bunch of crazy Pokemon artwork. So you're, you'll have fun with that. Oh, you can yeah. find us at the Dope Blog, the underscore Dope Blog on Instagram and at the Dope Blog on Twitter and at www.thedope.blog. Peace. Catch them all. Now I got that stuck in my head. Don't bother me, I'm working. Don't bother me, I'm working.